0: Are you sick of mansplaining?
1: We are too. Now Now it's time time for for us to
0: girlsplain. girlsplain. (laughs) Girlsplain is a celebration of women.
1: It is a survival guide for girlhood where together we're going to break down the important issues
0: facing women today and where possible laugh while doing it. Together we will be taking a hammer to the glass ceiling and shattering the patriarchal ideas of womanhood that have been mansplained to women for millennia it is time for that to change because Because everyone everyone deserves deserves the right to to be be educated without being belittled. We will girlsplain a new topic every week and this is our first episode. Let's get into it. Let's girlsplain. Let's girlsplain. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, I think that's a good time. Okay, well, my name is
1: Ali. Hi, Ali. (laughs) Um, I am an actor and I also work in fashion and have always been very passionate about women's rights and feminism. I think that is definitely how Jodie and I became best became
0: friends. friends. Yeah, best friends. Yeah, best friends. <laughs> Back best in high friends. best <laughs> friends. You say it. Um, yeah, in high school, I think that's definitely something that gelled us together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Women's rights is always something that was important to me because there's something that I experience. But growing up and like becoming an adult and actually seeing the way that. These inequalities affect us in, like, a more mature lens. And even, like, looking back on, like, my time in school. Oh, 100%. And, like, the way that these issues that we would talk about all the time, like, were actually impacting me specifically. That's so true. And I think that's why this was, like, a really pivotal time for us. For sure. Because we've spoken about doing stuff like this for... So
0: long. Definitely. (laughs) Always. Yeah, I just think now is
1: like the right time, right? For me, at least.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. My name is Jodi. I am a law student. I have worked in politics for the past couple of years. Women's rights is something I've always been incredibly passionate about. It's something that is important, but not just women's rights, just rights in general. We're going for equality. We're going for gender parity. Mm -hmm. This is for everyone. And I think that's what feminism is about. It's about you know, equality for all, not just women. And I think that's, like, such an important point, too, because when you bring up the topic of
1: feminism – and, I mean, it's, like, tell as old as time. As long as feminism's been around, there's been people saying that feminism is just for women and that it's anti-men, which is not true. It's not true at all. It's not anti-men. It's just enforcing the idea that the patriarchy inherently – actually negatively affects everyone. It's not just women. It's not just people from minorities. It also affects men seriously negatively and i think once we like unlearn that
0: idea that feminism is just for women and also
1: just for cis white women
0: as well For sure, i mean feminism if it's true feminism has to be intersectional absolutely absolutely so that's what we're doing yeah. that's why we're here and ali, were exactly? ali and i met in high school we did we were in different years i was a year above you yeah my small grasshopper <laughs> But one thing we always talked about at school was, you know, women's rights and gender equality, and it was something we were really passionate about. But yeah, that's why we're here. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about The definition of girlsplane is the antithesis to mansplaining. We've created it ourselves. So here it is. Girlsplane is a positive and inclusive term describing a situation where a woman or a girl provides informative, insightful, and empowering explanations without assumptions or condescension.
1: It involves sharing knowledge, expertise, or experiences in a way that uplifts and educates everyone involved without disregarding or assuming others' understanding based on gender.
0: Girlsplaining fosters an environment of inclusivity, encouragement, and mutual respect, inviting diverse perspectives and contributions in conversations or learning contexts. It's about
1: embracing the richness of different viewpoints and celebrating the value each individual brings to the table. Essentially, we really want to turn the idea of mansplaining on its head because I think most people, most women at least, have a pretty negative experience being mansplained to, at least one. I learnt recently that a woman is mansplained to on a minimum six times per week on average.
0: What? Which means
1: in a year you're mansplained to about 312 times.
0: Oh my gosh, that's insane. Is that in general or is that in the workplace where it's more prevalent?
1: It's definitely more prevalent in the workplace for sure. I think the workplace is a pretty common environment for these power imbalances to be exercised. But that's not to say that mansplaining doesn't happen in other aspects of life.
0: I feel like maybe it's important that we
1: define mansplaining.
0: I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Solnit actually coined the term mansplaining in 2008 in her seminal essay men explain things to me where she defined the term mansplaining as the concept of a man interrupting a woman to explain to her something she actually knows more about than he does it's a pretty ironic anecdote she gives where she explains that a man once interrupted her to explain that there had been a brand new book in the field of feminism that she definitely needed to read uh turns out it was her book so
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I actually read a really interesting article on Goop recently, which I thought Goop. was
0: really random. That is really random. Um,
1: but it was an interview with a associate professor from Cornell University. Her name is Dr. Kate A. Mann, and she was essentially making the point that mansplaining comes from men's assumption that he is entitled to be an authority figure rather than a listener. Okay, which I think is really interesting because I think mansplaining on its own is absolutely an issue. But it's also indicative of broader patriarchal ideas and this idea that men are asserting their dominance as a gender through mansplaining. Yeah,
0: completely. It's just one level of systemic oppression that women face. Yeah. And they can do. A study from uh, the University of Michigan, I believe, mm. um, the lead researcher, Dr. Reeves, speaks about mansplaining, but she also defines two other terms. Manterrupting, an unnecessary interruption of a woman by a man. And also bro which is the, I know, sounds it's funny, so but it is not funny at all. No. It's the um, concept of a man taking a woman's idea and taking credit for it. And I, I just like to clarify, in conversations I've had with men about this topic, one thing that often comes up is, well, if you tell everyone to stop mansplaining, men are just going to stop explaining things. And you know what? There's nothing better than sharing knowledge between people, between friends, between colleagues, between co-workers. Totally. You know, if we didn't share knowledge you know, so much of history wouldn't have progressed. Yeah. But there's a difference between explaining things mm. and mansplaining mm. things. There's a really easy way to prevent mansplaining, you know. For example, the topic at hand is Girlsplain the podcast. And I have a lot of knowledge about that as a man in this context. <laughs> you know how you fix it? You ask a question. Hey, Allie. Do you know anything about Girlsplain the podcast? I do, actually. Well, there we go. Now I don't need to mansplain that to you as a man because mm. you know and I've I've checked. I think this is really important, too, because knowledge is something that we should
1: be empowered by. And there is absolutely no expectation that you should know everything I about can every topic. I
0: definitely say that I don't. Absolutely. Not even about this one.
1: Absolutely. And I... I'm sure that there are men that know more about certain topics than I do, not because of their gender, just because they have more expertise in that field than I do. And I would actually really love to learn about some of these things. Yeah, But I don't want to be made to feel like I am stupid
0: or I am less than because
1: I don't know something about
0: that. And it's not just that men mansplain things to women and that is the only time they're condescending in the way they describe things or explain things to someone else. It definitely happens. Between males and between women and between women and men. Yeah. But numerous studies have shown, and you can find so many of them in the bio, yeah. that it is incredibly, incredibly more prevalent when it comes to men explaining things to women. Mm. I mean, the first example of that that I could find was um, some work done by Catherine Krupernick. I hope I pronounced that right. There's a good chance I didn't. In 1985, she reported that Mm. women proved to be extremely vulnerable to interruption. Numerous studies have demonstrated that in mixed-sex conversations, women are interrupted far more frequently than men are. The comments of women's students were often confined to bursts lasting only a few seconds, Mm. while male students typically kept talking until they had finished. Once interrupted, women sometimes stayed out of the discussion. So that's a problem. That just leads to more and more and more oppression and less women being heard.
1: I think that's also a really important point, the different circumstances that mansplaining might occur in. So education is a really great point. I was reading a study from 2013 done at Oregon University, and it shows that in a classroom setting, men are more likely to dominate the discussion, particularly when they may not necessarily know the answer. Women are more likely to respond if they are certain that they know the answer, Men are far more comfortable to just respond. I also thought a really interesting statistic is that boys take up nine times the linguistic space of girls in a classroom setting. Oh my gosh, nine times—that's insane.
0: That is insane. And honestly, the ratio—we we, we went to a performing arts school, Ali and I—and <laughs> in our classes, the ratio of women to men mm-hmm. or girls to boys yeah. was insanely off. It was probably like what one boy for every four girls. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe. For sure. It was definitely a primarily female school. Yeah, Absolutely. completely. Especially our classrooms yeah. were primarily female. Yeah. Um, But there was definitely a few men, in mm. ev- a few boys in every class. Mm. And overwhelmingly, in my head looking back, mm. it is incredibly clear that men took up the largest portion of the questions asked, of the comments made, Absolutely. Um, Whether they were silly or, you know, class clown comments or genuinely intellectual comments
1: by people. Yeah. And Uh, again, I think it comes down to this idea that we should be empowered by education. Oh, completely. And that women are almost hesitant in an educational environment to ask questions Mm. because they don't want to be made to feel like they are wrong or feel like they've failed in responding to something by not knowing the answer.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's not all the time. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I said my fair share of things in the classroom. <laughs> I feel like we <laughs> were out of the classroom. We yeah. definitely talked a lot. Oh, yeah. um, Not always productively, but I <laughs> mean, especially in some classes like the sciences and mm. physics. Yeah. I don't feel like I even really Got a word in there sometimes. I mean, that class was disproportionately male, but mm. the female comments in that class disproportionately male in the sciences might be a separate episode, and a separate comic. This is the thing I feel like. There's so also this issues. topic, like, <laughs>
1: actually links to so many systemic issues. Oh, completely. That we face as women, because we could talk until the sun goes down about, and we will yeah. every
0: single week. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, But even on that topic of, you know, men in in the classroom Mm. and how they feel in educational settings, um, one Times article I read, which cites a working paper published in the Cornell University Library, which says, male academics are far more likely to cite themselves in papers. In that paper, the conclusion it drew in the last two decades Mm. um, of data was, would you like to guess how...
1: I'm a little bit scared to guess. Much
0: more than um, women men self cite. Go for it. I've never self cited, and I've written so many papers. Yeah, nothing published. Mm. But I, I've often thought I had a few good ideas that I could <laughs> self cite. No, I'm kidding. Uh, men self cite seventy percent more than women.
1: Seventy percent. That's crazy.
0: Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, that's really. It's really – And conversely, yeah.
0: women are also more than 10 percentage points more likely than men not to cite their own mm. previous work. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising at the slightest. Not at all. I wouldn't even think to cite. Even self-site. the fact that
1: you just said that you think you had some good ideas in your papers, no, just kidding.
0: Yeah, okay. Maybe because a man maybe, would never say I'm, that. That's so true. mm Call me out like that, Ali. Sorry. Don't explain me like that. <laughs> but you know what it I mean? It wasn't condescending. Like, it was very kind of you. know, you're completely right. Um I think
1: I think it does, especially in an educational setting, because education sets us up for our future and moving into the workplace. For us to be in an environment where we feel like if we speak, we will be condemned for saying the wrong thing. Or mm. like made to feel like we are less than because we have less knowledge than they do.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean I mean that sort of goes to the point that mm. um is sort of clarified in in that study and writing around it is that mm. academics are more likely to cite papers that are well-cited. Yeah. So if you cite your own paper, mm. it means more citations from others. Mm. And, you know, more citations means better career advancements, better opportunities, mm. you know, more exposure in the academic fields, which leads to better things later down the track, right?
1: Yeah. and I think this is really interesting too because this is where we see education then translate into career paths. Mm. And I think mansplaining in the workforce is – such an important issue i would argue that it's potentially the most common place and i feel like every female friend that i have including myself but also all of my friends that are women have experienced at least one male energy in the workplace mansplaining them or belittling them or just enforcing this idea that they are inferior because they are women oh yeah, for sure Especially oh, as a like, sure. young professional woman. Yeah. Like as you first start to move into the workforce.
0: I mean, look at this girl boss trend. Mm. You know, if a man hashtagged man boss mm. or boy boss, everyone would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you, What are you doing? I mean, there's a reason we need these girl boss ideas and these yeah. sort of like promotional things. It's because we're not equal yet. And we mm. feel the need to girl boss, mm. yes, to get ahead. But a man doesn't feel like he has to boy boss yeah. to get ahead of things.
1: But also this idea too that, you know, girl boss became a thing and then instantly it was a negative thing and something that people made fun of.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: Which is such a common thing that happens with things that women and girls do in general. Yeah. Um, But I think it's really interesting that it's very common when women are enforcing that they might have knowledge about something or that they might have Be expertise a and appeal.
0: Exactly. Be a girl yeah. boss. <laughs>
1: yeah. That all of a sudden that's something we make fun of.
0: Yeah. I think everyone does, though, mm. right? It's not just men. I feel like no, sometimes for even sure. women absolutely are getting onto this sort of. I mean, you just fall into what's the norm, yeah. And again, then
1: we can fall down an entire rabbit hole about this idea of internalized misogyny.
0: Oh, completely, mm. and we will fall down that rabbit hole mm. in for another sure. episode. Even doing this podcast, like part of me was like, "Oh my god, it's a bit too much to talk about girls' blaming." Like. You know, Mm. like, I don't want to offend anyone. Mm. I shouldn't have to be worried about offending anyone by trying to take the term mansplaining and making it something positive and beautiful. But anyway, that's internalized misogyny and we can go into that in a different episode.
1: But also when we do, like, how many times have I been mansplained to in the workplace in previous jobs and I have felt like I cannot say anything about it or like I can't even assert the fact that I might have knowledge about a topic. Like I just sit there and let the mansplaining happen. Oh yeah. Because I don't want to offend
0: anyone by saying something about it. And I also think as soon as you call someone out for mansplaining, the word mansplaining, mm. suddenly it's it's a it's a gendered thing and it feels like a personal attack. I also I know like, we didn't plan talking about this, but I think it's an important point. Yeah. I mean Calling someone out for mansplaining, mm. uh, calling a man out for mm. mansplaining, versus calling them out for explaining something, yeah, condescendingly, totally feels like two different things. Yeah. I'm not sure why, yeah. but definitely the reaction of men. Mm. It's like, oh well, I'm not, I'm not explaining this in a certain way because I'm a man. I'm just explaining it. Well, I think again, it comes down to like this whole like not all men idea and like
1: the idea that we might be. grouping Grouping
0: all men together and saying that and that's not at all what we're saying that's not at all what we're saying we know it is not all men absolutely Absolutely. we know it's not all men not all men are gonna mansplain yeah and i think it was chanel contos's book consent laid bare where i got this analogy um to try to explain you know why not all men but still words like mansplaining Mm -hmm. and sort of gendered stereotypes in the way that men exist and the patriarchy continues to work yeah is this idea of if you have a hand of berries you have a hand of blueberries mm, I, I love, love this blueberries. analogy i, oh. <laughs> I, mean I also <laughs> love blueberries <laughs> if you had if you have a hand of blueberries and one of them's poisonous mm. you're going to you know not eat the whole hand of blueberries yeah yeah if you have a hand of blueberries and four out of 10 of them are poisonous mm. you're still not going to eat the hand of blueberries yeah. until you know all of those blueberries are not poisonous yeah yeah, it's so good, right? It's, yeah. And it's not all blueberries, yeah. but it's one or four or nine or ten, depending and on you the context. Don't know
1: which one. And is it's because you.
0: they're poisoned blueberries. It's not because they're fruits. Yeah, I got lost a bit there on the metaphor. I took it a bit. <laughs> I, I took think, it a bit far. I Chanel <laughs> doesn't quite take it to that extreme. I think the point
1: stands though. But it. you get it, right? For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: So, Ali, and mm. we said we'd provide some anecdotal mm. evidence about mansplaining. Mm. Do you want to share some?
1: I mean, I. I feel like I have so many, so many examples. I feel of like, myself. I feel a like I, I don't
0: have six in a week, like your statistic says. You,
1: I that's a lot. I would argue that I might. I would argue that in certain jobs or in certain environments, maybe yeah. not just in the workplace, but that has been true for sure. But I actually have this mildly ridiculous story about yeah. um this that's wasn't cool. in the workplace, but it was in a relationship. Um my ex would actually consistently make jokes about mansplaining as a concept what do you mean like he would explain something to me and then be like oh sorry i'm mansplaining
0: and i'm like if you know you're doing funny it, if you know you're doing it maybe don't yeah <laughs> like yeah and he would do it all the time but would it be actual mansplaining or would it just be explaining things
1: i mean it kind of depended on the context i think he was a little bit older than me and i think that's a whole other like dynamic of just this idea that because i was younger. There were things I knew less of, which is also really problematic in a relationship context. Um, Maybe that's a
0: separate
1: episode. <laughs> it's absolutely a separate episode. That's a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I think this idea that it has become a joke is a little bit ridiculous because it's like men have gone past the self-awareness stage. And they're not only aware, but they also
0: are not taking it seriously. I do want to say, though, this is like massive generalization. Totally. totally. As we said before, not all men. Yeah. But there definitely is like, it's a joke. Mm. Yeah a lot of the time you know which is really unfortunate because it does really happen but also we make fun of things that we're sort of like embarrassed about right or like yeah embarrassed and like aware of and also to deflect responsibility Mm. haha i'm mansplaining Mm. i think it's better to laugh about something than accept that you're doing the wrong thing
1: i do think in this context though it was just a matter of it not being taken seriously
0: yeah completely which is unfortunate that's that's what i'm saying oh yeah sure like In some senses, it's, you know, being embarrassed by your behavior and, like, Mm, laughing it off. But other times, it is genuinely, like, if I laugh about this, it's not relevant anymore. And I can deflect all responsibility by just making this a joke rather than accepting, like, I'm mansplaining. This is the wrong thing to do, especially in a relationship, right? Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think this is, like, this is such a common thing with most feminist issues, too, is that they very quickly become a jerk completely we've spoken about it
0: before completely i've got an example Mm. and this is not me i was a bystander to this okay i so hope the person that this happened to um, is okay with me uh talking about it Mm. um if it's not it'll be cut out (laughs) um one of my male co-workers in a previous job Mm -hmm. a couple of jobs ago um (laughs) was you know, sort of the semi-boss of someone else. Mm. I, I want to say semi-boss because really they did the same amount of work. One of them was just the boss. Sure. Um, and it happened to be the man. And she had a very, very simple task to do. Mm. I, It was respond to an email, <laughs> basically. Mm. Um, and it was respond in X way. Mm. And it was how she'd been responding to emails for a year mm. or however long she'd been in the job. And for some reason he got in trouble for not doing it correctly. Uh Dare I say, might have been his fault. then mm. um, he said, now, I'm, I'm switching the name out. Jenny, <laughs> repeat after me. I will respond to this email in X way. Oh, my God. And she goes, I will respond to this email in X way. Oh, my God. Goes, Jenny, repeat after me again. I will not make any mistakes and I will copy and paste X email into Y format and click send are you kidding no she goes i will not make any mistakes and copy x email into whatever it is Mm. but it was actually the most insane thing i was watching it happen and i was rendered speechless like i had no problem standing up to this man but hearing this happen in real life was like yeah oh insane there's really nothing worse
1: than again it's like you're aware of this issue and then you're faced with it and you're like wow i didn't realize that it was as bad as it is
0: yeah and you you end up sometimes just getting stunned into complacency because you don't realize yeah and you don't know how to respond to it completely which is why we're here Which takes us, perhaps, to the wrapping up of the episode. Mm. One thing we're going to do as we talk about more of the intense topics, like, for example, demystifying coercive control will be an episode. Gender-based violence. You know, the gender pay gap. Mm. Even things like revenge porn. We're going to find resources and ways for you to get help. If this is happening to you or maybe get some more awareness. But for mansplaining, we could not find any help websites or places for you to seek help. But the place you can find help for mansplaining isn't online. It's here on our podcast because there's no real avenues for you to seek specific (laughs) help on mansplaining. At the moment. But I think it
1: really comes down to this idea that we just want to make education accessible. I think that's everything. I think
0: that's everything too. Wow, first episode done. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first podcast. I know this was kind of all over the place, but we (laughs) wanted to introduce you to mansplaining. Um, If you hadn't already been metaphorically slapped in the face by it.
1: um, (laughs) Stay tuned for our next episode. We will be girlsplaining a hard-hitting topic. We will be demystifying the idea of coercive control.
0: If you have a chance, make sure you follow Girlsplain on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you plan to tune in. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you didn't, please leave a comment in the comment section. Review, rate, subscribe. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, which is at Pod, and TikTok, which is also at girlsplainpod. And at www.girlsplainpod.com. I'm Jodie. I'm Allie. And you, you just, just got girlsplained. <laughs>